Sorry, I did. I. I I was gonna start reading, but I just started laughing. I, Kit Clement, on this 19th of June, 2019, hereby predict that Andrew Nathanson will not break the fewest moves world record this weekend at Western Championship. All right, let's start the show. (laughs) (laughs) Man, that's a hot take right there. That's a hot take and a half. Well, we're going to talk about your uh, predictions later, huh? And and how those have panned out. Um, <laughs> welcome to Layer by Layer, uh-huh. a, a show about cubing. Maybe sometimes, sort of, not really, but mostly. Yep. And there's a bell I use sometimes. By the way, that tr- sentence did actually trigger the bell. So good luck <laughs> with that. Um, <laughs> today is Wednesday, June nineteenth, as you heard Kit say. Uh, and we, I will not edit this before that competition this weekend but it's even more like we have a history of making predictions that are already wrong by the time the episode gets posted so perfect um, yeah uh you can discuss our show on reddit at reddit.com dot clam uh slash r slash layer by layer that's that's my that's those are my favorite hear. clams yep <laughs> really really salty and uh uh our logo is by sarah cook she's cool and yeah, she made our logo. And it's nice. We, we we appreciate it. Kit, this is our twentieth episode. Whoa, that's a number. Yeah, and it has a zero at the end of it. It does. Do I get it like a cake? Uh, I'll think about it. Um, the real question is: Can our podcast drink on the next episode? <laughs> uh, if so, somebody should call NASA because that's a. I don't know how that happens. What? I don't know. I'll make that make sense in the edit. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. I mean, there was a logical follow-up question to that, but I, I think the answer is no anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, what? What's happening? Follow-up. We're not getting drunk for the next episode. That's oh, what I'm saying. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm also, I'm not 21, so that wouldn't be a good idea um <laughs> i mean no andrew's not getting drunk at all he's um just had a lot of helium <laughs> i don't think those work the same way um <laughs> so we have been starting our episodes recently with a world record check-in we're pretending to be informative yeah you know it's nice uh and we as you know are very timely Yes, because you always need to know the news that you already knew several weeks ago. Right. Hey, Kit, did you hear about this world record that just happened? Mark Boyanowski, 17. He tied the 17. That's crazy. How long do you think it'll take someone to beat that? Uh, oh, and he also broke the world record mean to like 22.33 or something. I was I was so prepared to like be all congratulatory to Mark and be like happy for him this episode, which we can be. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's it's like bittersweet now. Look, I know it's I know it's easy to say that my prediction was bad in retrospect. <laughs> Honestly, though, if I could rewind, maybe I would take back the. I might at this point take back the seventeen before all other world records. But if I could rewind the the. Uh, the 16 that we haven't mentioned yet. <laughs> um, 
I think I would make that prediction again. Well, now it's time for someone else to get a 16. Um, <laughs> that's how this works. <laughs> that's definitely how this works. <laughs> All right, Worlds, Worlds 2019, a 16 is happening. Yeah. I just, I just put it in the bag. Oh, no, you can't say that. Oh, now, now it's going to be in a quantum superposition of happening and not happening. Um, <laughs> Schrunder's bag or what? <laughs> uh, Kit's prediction. That's what we'll call it. Yeah. <laughs> when you predict both something will and will not happen. Um, hmm. Will yeah. it happen or will it not? <laughs> so for anyone well, who isn't aware, two weekends ago, Mark Boynowski set the new FMC world record uh, with a 17 single tying Harry Savage's 17 and a 22.33 mean, very solid mean. Yeah, I mean, and it's funny to think that we all thought that record was unbeatable. We did? Wait, which one? I don't know one? if we all The 17 did, or the 22? The 22.33. I didn't think it was unbeatable, but I thought it would take no. a long time. Uh, yeah, 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 sorry. Unbeatable is maybe too strong, but I think that... We all expected that to stand longer than a week. Right. Probably, <laughs> yeah. like, I, I think most people would have said that probably had a shelf life of about a year. I mean, consider, expect. yeah, considering, like, their, how long it took us to break the 24 barrier and then how right. significant of a leap that was. Yeah. So, so in case mm-hmm. anyone isn't aware of the second thing that happened this past weekend was the competition Fewest Mo- or FMC 2019. Yes, for the whole Earth. Yeah, everybody on in the whole world could participate because there was locations all around the world, pretty much. Um, yes, several billion people competed in this yeah. competition. And it so it only makes sense <laughs> that one of them broke the world record again, both world records. Yeah. And that is Sebastiano Toronto, who is, by all means, a great fewest move solver. That's his... Uh, he also had an 18 before this, so... Uh, and that was at the competition where Harry set his world record. The, the sad thing we have to mention now, and apologies to Mark, who I know will be listening to this later, um, is that Mark would still be holding both world records oh, yeah. if he used the right alg in his uh, 17, which could have been a 16. Yeah. He did yeah. a, a three-edge, or a, what was it? Was it a 2e2e alg? It was a 2e, like the standard 2e2e alg, just r2u2 times three. Yeah, so the the case that you can solve with R2U2, R2U2, R2U2 can also be solved with R2U2, L2D2, uh, L2U2. L2U2, yeah. And if he used that instead of the triple R2U2, he would have canceled an extra move. Yep. It's, it's, it's definitely sad. It, I mean, they can take away your world record current holding title, but when you have a world record, you've you got that world record. Right, yeah. It's never it's never leaving your profile. <laughs> but yeah, that was a crazy competition, the uh, FMC 2019. Yeah, those scrambles were very above average. Yeah, I didn't think Scramble 2 was was particularly great, but the other two were both pretty dang good. Yeah, 2 was definitely the worst of the three, but I would still consider 2 to be an above average Ooh, quality I scramble. I, I wouldn't, or maybe I'm out of practice, or both but <laughs> i mean i i there were a lot on pretty much on all three scrambles there were good eos uh not so much on two i didn't think i mean but... it had a four bad edge angle and there were four movers on it yeah but that doesn't make a good eo on its own uh i i, I mean i i thought there were definitely decent eos on that one but it was all right <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay um 
Yeah, um, one and three were definitely great scrambles. Yeah, though. and one, uh, his solution was really interesting. Did you did yeah. you see it? Yes, I assume so. It is so, like three hundred IQ. Yeah, level solution. It's, it's the sort of thing that I want to be able to do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I've been like basically all I've practiced lately in fewest moves is domino reduction stuff because mm-hmm. it's the most interesting to me right now. Yeah, B- but I can't do that yet. <laughs> it's like so he did a four movie O, and that by the way it was it wasn't like a super obvious like best EO or anything. There was a lot of good stuff on uh, a lot yeah. of different good EOs on that first scramble. Mm-hmm. So I think to some extent he lucked into a good EO, but I mean also you have to be able to recognize that. Yeah. Um, so it does take skill, but to some to some extent it's just like a matter of whether or not you saw that. Um, yeah, and especially with how many good EO starts there were right. on yeah. that scramble, you it's... could easily spend all, your whole time doing something else. Yeah, um, and I d- I didn't spend basically any time I think looking at that EO. Yeah, uh, me neither. I spent. Well, I floundered a lot, but... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I maybe spent, like, two minutes trying some stuff and then just went on to other EOs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but he found a continuation to a domino reduction in 10 moves. And then, I think, 15 to 5 edges? Or 14 to 5 edges? 14 to 5 right. edges. Um, and then just some weird slicey stuff to solve those edges and somehow only add two moves. Well, you missed the important part here which is so he did his edge insertions and had a 20 oh right and then with it one in the final product looked at the solution identified a sequence of moves and said you know what that looks inefficient <laughs> just randomly looked at those moves and said that looks funny yeah and he that's... picked up a cube did those moves and solved those moves in fewer moves Yep. Effectively that, that a... substituting six moves in a 20-move solution for four moves, but those four moves he did canceled. Yeah. Two more. So took his 20 into a 16 purely by basically staring at a scramble <laughs> and finding equivalencies in it. I That's such a crazy thing to do. I've seen people do it before. Like, I've seen posts about it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know some really basic ways to do that, but it's just like, how do you recognize that? Yeah, I mean, so there was this was actually a discussion that we had in the Fewest Moves Facebook group that I started last summer, mm-hmm. um, where because um, basically Walker was able to do this at one point um, with probably the simplest way to do it is there's a the the shortest non trivial alg that does nothing to a cube is eight moves long, right? Yeah, and by non trivial I mean like um, you can't just undo art, the moves you did. Right, like R2, R2 clearly is a two-move alg that does nothing to the cube. Mm-hmm. But um, that basically only gives you the equivalency that R2 equals R2. Yeah. Which is really not that interesting. Yeah, the, um, the one one example of an alg that does nothing, I think, is R2, U2, D2, R2, L2, U2, D2, L2. Um, um, I think maybe an L2 and R2 should be flipped on that. Maybe. Some, I don't have a cube right with me. Or, oh, no, you're right. That does work. Okay. I, I think you can cyclic shift it to do the other way as well. Yes, yes. I think that I remember it as a different cyclic shift of that alg, which is why I was confused. But yes, that works. Yeah, I think that's the, the basic one. I don't know if... Are there others? I don't, I'm don't. i not aware of them if there that are. That is the only eight mover up to uh, rotating the alg on the cube, mirroring, and cyclic shifting. Okay, yeah. And inverting. Yeah, so you can do a whole bunch of variations on that exact alg. Um, but mm-hmm. if you know just that one, then you kind of know them all. 
Yeah. Also, who came up with the term cyclic shifting? I don't know. I hate that term. Why? Wait, why? It doesn't make much sense to me. Like, I mean, I get it's cyclic in that you're moving the moves in a cycle. Yeah. But we already have cycles on a cube that cycle pieces, and I don't like that that terminology is doubled. Uh... Because it sounds like you're shifting, like, a cycle of pieces to me. Like, that's what I thought the first time I heard that phrase. Hmm. I've never like, heard it. Tr- the true way to describe what you're doing is it's a uh, conjugate. Yeah, but it's a, it's a special kind of conjugate. Yeah, it's, yeah. Conjugate it's, a can- it's a, can- it's a that canceling that conjugate. Yes. So instead of calling it a cyclic shift, we should call it a canceling conjugate. I feel, that makes me feel happier, but <laughs> I know it's never going to happen. Yeah. Uh <laughs> And we should I mean, just hey, call... if, if we if we can make PR happen, we can make canceling <laughs> conjugate happen. And then we can call reverseness. We can call that. Uh, can't. Well, I guess oh, that's God, also... reverseness is a terrible term. <laughs> yeah. Like it's kind of it makes sense if you want it to, but mm-hmm. it doesn't. What I mean, this it's is not what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, we're really off topic. Okay. Um... <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, so he looked at the solution, saw some moves that could be better, and then made them better. <laughs> yeah, so basically Sebastiano's a wizard, is what we're trying to say here. Yeah. Um, just the amount of stuff he was able to do within an hour, to me, is mm-hmm. insane. Yeah. And, yeah, so his solution also, just in general, doing the five edges. I don't remember, did he do that with uh, comms, or did he use, like slicey shenanigans as they're called <laughs> i thought it was comms but i could be wrong okay i think maybe it was like kale or something who looked at it later and saw his thing and like tried to do the insertion himself and he found the same thing using slicey slicey shenanigans mm, gotcha. uh, which is yeah. apparently the official term that everyone's using now <laughs> yes and that term despite it being silly actually makes me happy yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's it's when you uh like it's really hard to describe you just like you do a slice to solve some edges while messing up some centers, and then you undo that slice while solving the rest of the edges later. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's something I haven't practiced yet. Like, I understand how it works in theory, but I've never had a chance to do it myself yet. The crazy thing about it is that Kale keeps taking these solves, like a complete solve, like like how Sebastiano's doing it. Mm-hmm. And then he'll just, like, add a slice in that cancels, like, four moves. Yeah. And then somehow find a shorter solution by undoing that slice at a different point, which is, I just don't understand that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It, the, the, I mean, I, it's it's crazy to me to think that nobody has thought of that before. Because to me, slicey shenanigans is like the, the concept of, it's kind of like when we moved from old Pachman to M2 mm-hmm. in blind. I see of doing like pure, like full edge com insertions to slicey shenanigans. Yeah, I it feels similar like that sort of transition and improvement from the previous step. Mm-hmm. In that um, the thing like the thing about it is, I have thought of it before. I thought really? of stuff like mm. that before. I've mm. tried it, and it didn't work for me. <laughs> like, and so it's like. Basically, it would be like, I try it once, and I know of other mm. people who've done this too. It's like, they try it once, and it's like, oh, it's not that good. Right. Like, and it's just you like, test one case, yeah. well, it sucks, move it's along. Like, it's like, oh, that's why no one does this. Yeah. But it turns out no one does it because everyone's done that. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I guess that's a good point. And it also it also helps that with Kale especially because he's doing uh, domino solves. So true, true. Yeah, because there's been a huge revolution in domino re- recently. Yeah. Also. Um, I'm not so Kale is uh, for a while. I wasn't sure that Domino was a consistent FMC method. Mm-hmm. Kale has made me more convinced that it might be one. I yeah, he got a, like a sub twenty five average of twelve with it. Yeah, um, and two of his three solves, which by the way, he got a very good mean at the competition and came in fourth yep. with a twenty three point six seven, which uh, would have been world record less than half a year ago, and right. he doesn't podium at a comp. Yep. Yeah, and, and two of his solves were domino, so he's using it consistently to good effect. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, I'm... And I take partial credit for that, because I taught him some things. <laughs> I guess I am just um, very intrigued right now with FMC, in mm-hmm. that, um, you know, it's one of those events that for, you know, people thought that, you know, well, we've learned all there is to learn about it. yeah. And, you know, how much better can we do? You know, like, I thought the EO first revolution that was happening, like, 2014, 2015 or so, mm-hmm. was kind of, like, the last big push in FMC techniques. And <laughs> apparently that's not all. Yeah. <laughs> um, because, yeah, the, there's definitely potential with Domino. I don't know if it's in every solve technique yet. I think it's, like most things in FMC, uh... It's just something you should know and have in your toolkit. I think it's something that at the highest level you absolutely need to know it now. Yes, yes, I agree. Um, but I don't think that, like, like I think that before this domino reduction revolution, that you could be world class simply by only doing EO first solves. Mm-hmm. Like, just do EO first everything. Focus only on EO first, and I think that you could be world class with that. Yeah, I agree. Um... And I still think you could be very, very good with EO first, mm-hmm. doing every, just doing EO first and not going to DR. Yeah. Um, but I think that you're just missing out on a lot of potential, mm-hmm. um, which makes me sad because Domino's really hard for me, and I don't have a lot of time to put into learning new things these days. Yeah, I, I, I got pretty decent at it because I had a bunch of time. I don't know. I just had a bunch of time, and I was wanted to practice FMC, and this was like mm-hmm. right when that was kind of starting. Yeah. So I just put a ton of time into it, and I got pretty good at it. Like, I used Domino on one of my solves at uh, FMC 2019. Oh, nice. And, yeah, so it's like I'm decent at it now, and by no means as good as these other guys. Um, mm-hmm. But I I at least, I feel like I've, I've had a good advantage of it, because I'm, like, the methods I've used for speed solving have lended themselves super well to FMC for me. Yeah, starting with like, ZZ helps. Yeah. So from ZZ, I can do EO super easily. Yep. And then from learning ZZCT, that was all... ZZCT is like literally doing a domino reduction in the yeah. middle of your speed solve. So it's yeah. like I'm already really good at recognizing the the patterns and stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, I've been set up pretty nicely by my bad choices in speed solving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of funny, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, off air, I might want to ask you some questions. But yeah, sure. I'll leave... I'll... I'll I'll spare the viewers from a gigantic domino discussion. <laughs> I did make a nice video about it if you or the listeners would like to see it. It's on my Facebook channel. <laughs> yeah, it's like a 15-minute video. Yep. Something cool. like that. Nice. Is there anything else to talk about at FMC 2019? I guess we should go over like all of the sub-24s. That, which... 
Um, are we just going to have somehow? a podcast about FMC 2019? Let's just—I want to mention it. It was a big deal. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right. There was the 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 world record. There was, uh, I forget the rest. I mean, Ba Shang had a, a oh, couple. Right. Didn't he get like a 22.67? Uh, no, 23.67. Oh, okay. He tied Kale but beat him on single. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so uh, Harry Savage with a 21 and a 22. Uh, ba Shang Dong got a 21 and a 23. Uh, Mark got another 21. Yeah. Uh, Sebastian Aru got a 21. Oh yeah, I didn't mean by the way. I didn't mean all the sub twenty four singles. I just meant the, the the four averages. Oh, I thought we were talking, <laughs> man. That's why I was like, well, how long do you want to be here, man? <laughs> well, we're gonna talk about what they did on each one too. Like this could be legitimately like a two hour podcast. <laughs> no, I just wanted to mention the averages because it's such a significant thing that like that barrier was so hard to beat for so long. Right. <laughs> that is, I mean that is really interesting because one thing we were talking about at our location in Portland was that this has to be the shortest turnaround between, you know, from when some the when something was a world record to when a result as good or better doesn't podium at a comp. Yeah. That oh, I sense a WCA statistics thing that you should do before this episode gets released. Oh god, time things are really hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so I don't know if I'll do it, but it could be an interesting thing for someone to calculate. I'm sure that like maybe outside of like 2003 to 2005 early days of the WCA, where something like that is probably more likely to have mm-hmm. happened, that it probably, at least within the past 10 years, that has to be the quickest time between something being a world record to something not being a podium time, yeah. a podium result. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I'm sure there's some weird example in, like, the early, early WCA days where times were just going down very quickly. Mm-hmm. And there were bad world records. <laughs> so Possibly, like, Scoob or something. Right, yeah. Yeah, so other than that, um, at least my, for my own performance of that comp, I felt like I kind of was underwhelming. Like, 2767, I feel, is not a terrible mean for me. Mm-hmm. But I feel like on the scrambles I was given, I should have done a lot better. Yeah, I feel the same way. I got a 28 flat mean, mm-hmm. which is pretty bad for me, I feel. But especially on those scrambles. Yeah, that's kind of what I was kind of most uh, regretful about is that, I mean, it wasn't like the worst mean ever, but it did feel bad given how mm-hmm. good the scrambles were. Yeah, it was a it was a tense, tense time at the... the socal location uh, oh yeah not kevin and i both got 29s on our first two Ooh, so it all came awkward. down to that last solve <laughs> <laughs> yeah i didn't have too much to worry about in my location although max shaw somehow is getting pretty decent at fewest moves <laughs> i've heard of that yeah he got his first sub 30 mean officially nice um so apparently i have competition in the northwest i've basically been able to win (laughs) fmc as long as i don't dnf in the northwest (laughs) for uh four years now and i think that's probably not a guarantee anymore all right andrew so you ready to go on a bit of a roller coaster ride here yes perfect let's go to a literal roller coaster and record the podcast all right let's go okay i'll see you in a couple hours <laughs> anyways uh, now for the mental roller coaster um <laughs> i want to talk about an incident that i 
read about that happened at one competition. Um, I'm not going to mention what competition it is, or obviously the person's name at the request, but I, I, this was such a weird story that I really wanted to share it. <laughs> so, All right. So this competitor was attempting 4x4, four four, um, and the judge pulled over a delegate to explain that the kid was just doing a bunch of just random moves on the 4x4 four four and not actually doing any solving method. <laughs> okay. So the competitor claims claims his best time was 2.30, mm-hmm. but it was 2.41 when the judge pulled over the delegate and the cube was literally scrambled. <laughs> so they let him take the DNF on that one and do a second attempt, and then the competitor uh, just gave up after 55 seconds. So they checked to see like what events that he was signed up for, and this, this uh, competitor signed up for every single event at that competition. Oh, wow. So, yet it doesn't look like they even know how to solve any cube. (laughs) So some other person came up and actually then verified that this competitor didn't know actually have to, um, how to solve anything. And the parents then came forward and they said that, uh, they thought that he knew how to solve cubes and was like a world champ at cubing because of some phone app with cubes that he was using. What? Yeah. Okay. So the parents thought that this kid like knew how to do like all of these cubes because of some phone app. I have no clue what this phone app is. <laughs> um, but apparently it makes your parents believe you're a world champion in <laughs> Rubik's cubing. So <laughs> um, Yeah, so they ended up disqualifying him for the day. Mm-hmm. Um but then the feel good part of this story is that um, a bunch of other cubes were, like, cubers came over. Uh, a bunch of cubes came over. <laughs> it's getting psychedelic. Uh, yeah, it's getting real weird. Yeah. <laughs> so a bunch of other cubers, though, noticed that he was really upset. Like, he was, like, about to cry or whatever uh, because he got disqualified. And a bunch of other cubers noticed, and they took him over, and they kind of knew what was happening. So uh, they just said, we'll teach you how to solve a cube. And they spent the rest of the day teaching this guy actually how to solve a cube and huh. <laughs> honestly, apparently made a bunch of new friends and it was all a happy story in the end wow that's really weird <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> uh so yes that did happen did did he did he learn in time for three by three? Oh no it was it was <laughs> not in time but uh, <laughs> um yeah i don't that's I heard about this story and I was like, that is like the most r slash that actually happened or whatever that subreddit is story I've ever heard, but it actually happened. Okay, wait. So how how old was this kid? Do you know? No clue. Because like... I'm going to guess. I, I, I only heard this story. I was I didn't go to this competition, but I heard mm-hmm. about the story. Um, and I'm going to just probably guess he's probably you know in the low teen range probably i or something i don't know okay but i don't i don't know for sure yeah it's just like what phone app was he using that's what i'm most curious about i i want it (laughs) (laughs) it's like is it like you like swipe the cube or something and then it like makes moves that solve the cube no matter what you swipe (laughs) yeah i don't know like a virtual cube (laughs) i mean there's a lot of like cube explorer like apps for your phone 
Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe he was just like plugging in random states onto that thing <laughs> and then solving them that way. Huh. Because, like, you know, if your parents see that, they might think, like, oh, wow, he's learning something, like, how to solve a cube by using this phone app. Because, you know, mm-hmm. a non-cuber wouldn't know any better. Like, if they if, if you're using Cube Explorer to, like, solve up your cube, um, like, they'll only see you actually solving it. And they're like, wow, you did that so quickly. Mm-hmm. So, that from that's my guess. I don't know exactly what app was it being just, used. It seems like such a huge leap to go from, wow, you solved this cube using your phone to <laughs> let's sign you up for every event at this competition <laughs> and then then for the kid to go along with it and try to compete despite knowing that they can't yeah i'm baffled just as much as you are i've i think at a competition i was at once i there was a competitor who tried to do blind without knowing how to do blind Oh, that's definitely they, happened. Yeah, they were just like, I'm going to do a CFOB solve it, but memorize the whole thing in like an hour. <laughs> yeah, I, we've definitely seen that happen before. To some extent, like I've definitely even seen uh, competitors who do CFOB blind solves and are clearly trying to evade the blocker. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've seen that. But I've seen pe- someone like actually try to memorize the whole cube. Like do speed for, like, blind, basically? Yeah, basically do speed blind. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely seen that happen, too. Um, and it's usually a weird discussion of, like, so do you actually know how to do this blindfolded? And they're like, I mean, yeah, kind of. Yeah, they're like, yeah, I know how to solve it. So, like, I just have to memorize that, right? Yeah, right. And I'm just like, have you ever done this successfully? <laughs> they're like, well, no, but, I mean, everyone's got to just try, right? Like, it's like they think that, like, because people DNF all the time, that, like, it's mm-hmm. acceptable for them to have, like, never yeah, successfully <laughs> done it and just feel like, oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, they, you know, they're, they're DNFing too. I'm, you know, just trying my best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think maybe the, the, the kid at the competition was like, you know, I've never solved one of those, but I bet, like, you know, if I tried hard enough... <laughs> Sometimes parents can be just very overbearing, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I was, I have no no clue about the situation, but, so I'm not going to judge these specific people. But <laughs> in general, there are a lot of parents that, you know, think their kids are much smarter or much more incredible than they really are. And the kid is super shy and doesn't want to challenge that and, like, likes the praise, you know? Mm-hmm. So they go along with it because they enjoy the attention or the praise. But then when push comes to shove, then they're, you know, up a creek without a paddle. (laughs) So that's one potential explanation for how this happened. Um, But at the same time, there's also, you know, just very cocky kids that, you know, think that they can do it for whatever reason. (laughs) But I don't know. Well, hopefully we'll get an update someday. That'll be like the kid's actually pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, but yeah, so I don't know much about the story other than those details. I, the kid could have been 7 or 13 or 15, mm-hmm. so I don't really know, but I would definitely guess it's on the younger te- side like 10 or 11 probably. I mean, just given the details of the story that age would make sense, but I really have no clue. 
in May, JPerm released a video that basically started this whole tier list fad in cubing. And honestly, in so many communities, I've been seeing this like, let's do tier lists of everything. Yeah, I don't think JPerm started at all. No, but. but he's the one that started it within the cubing community, at least. Right, yeah. Um, and early May, he released a video that did a tier list of the best... Or I guess, or the worst too, but because tier lists are best and worst, um, right? Yeah, <laughs> for magnetic three by threes. Okay. Um, and I have to say it's questionable at best. Uh, let me pull this up. Okay. Do you want me to walk you through it, maybe, so the listeners can? Sure. Yeah, that's better. I won't look at it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So there are seven tiers: S, A, B, C, D, E, F. Right. The only S tier cube. That's the alphabet song we all learned as a kid. S A B C D E F. Those are my ABCs, right? Yeah, um, that's that's always something I've wondered too. Is like I, I, I get that S is pr- like you know probably stands for like supreme or super or something, but why did that happen? I, I always thought it was star. What's that? I thought it was. I thought it was star or something. Oh, star. Like you know how in the Mario like Mario Kart, like you in Mario Kart they it's like you can get an A for a cup or a course or whatever, but then you can start getting stars and you can get like up to three stars. And really, stuff like that's that. why. I I don't know. That's been my assumption, but I might be way off base. Huh. Okay. Because yeah, I have no clue where the S came from. I thought it was always really crazy. I know like um, in Fire Emblem games, um, they rank like uh your weapon like a character's weapon uh knowledge or strength is and their uh support levels with other characters and those go i think uh e to e d c b a and then s and support is c b a s hmm. um so i've definitely seen it in game like video games before too mm-hmm. um but yeah I'm, I, it seems weird to me that they uh, yeah use s as the highest ranking but anyways s is uh, the best letter though Yes. So in the <laughs> S tier, the top tier, um, there's only one cube, and it's the 356X, three, three, which I'm not going to refute. I hate Gan cubes with a passion. I think they're all trash. Um, but if we're trying to do this based on popular opinion, and Perm said he was trying to do this not based on his own opinions, but what the general consensus is, then mm, I don't think that that's okay. a bad choice. Yeah. Um, if I were doing a tier list, list right? for my opinions, I would probably put it like C, but. I would put it in, oh, Q tier, which means I haven't tried it. Nice. <laughs> you really haven't tried a 356X at this point? I don't think I have. Wow. I'm sure you scrambled one. I don't have any rich friends, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've been to competitions and have been a scrambler though, right? Yeah. I've I've I must have felt one without knowing it. Right, yeah. I mean everybody has this cube. It's stupid. It's not even <laughs> that good. Anyways, um <laughs> hot takes. Um I'll, I'll tell you more about Q tier later. Oh, okay. It's a very useful tier. Sounds like it. Is it cute? <laughs> no, it's just Q. Oh. It's <laughs> unfortunate. Um so in the A tier, we have the GTS3. Okay. Which not a bad pick. I, yeah, um, the Gan Air SM, which okay, sure. Yeah, I'll let it. I'll let it slide. My my hate <laughs> for Gan cubes. I'll put aside. 
And then the MF3 RS2. If you're going by popular opinion, I think that's accurate. Okay, that's maybe fair, but what I don't understand is that the MF3 RS2 is a budget version of the GTS2. Oh, it is? Yeah, it's literally just a dumbed-down version of the GTS2. <laughs> like, with just sharper, you know, less design features, sharper cuts, and things like that. Huh. Like, wow. if you look at the internals of the two, they look almost identical. Okay. And um, there are people I know that do prefer the MF3 RS2 for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still don't understand, to me, how the GTS2 is not just a superior cube. <laughs> and it's in B tier. Huh. Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't like GTS twos at all, really. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Do you you like the MF three RS two? I haven't tried it much, but from what I have, I think I liked it more. I think it's just the feel of it. That's. They literally feel almost identical to me, and one is cheaper. Like one just yeah. feels like cheaper plastic or whatever. I don't. I don't know. I think it feels more like clicky, maybe or something. That's feels so more weird. like blocky. I don't know what it is, but I have, I've used a GTS 2 a lot, mostly because I had it, not because I wanted to. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I just didn't like it very much. But then whenever I've tried a MF3 RS2M. Uh, but could it just good. be that you're bad at setting up cubes and other people's cubes are better? Well, I was, I was Mark's cube. So. <laughs> Mark's MF3 RS? No, it was his uh, GTS 2. When was that though? Um, whenever he got a whole bunch of GTS two M's for multi blind. Oh yeah, and then and... then he couldn't use them for multi blind because the magnets like messed everything up. Yes, yes. Uh, so he sold a, a few to me. Yeah, and that, uh, he sold some to me, and those are my FMC cubes now. They were mine for a while. I think one of them still is. Maybe <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I love the GTS-2. It was my 3x3 main for a long time. Um, and the MF3 RS2 just feels like a worse version of that cube to me. Do they have different colors? Um, like in the stickerless version? I don't Do know, any actually. Idea? I think they're pretty close, if not the same. Okay, yeah. I, I don't know if I've ever seen a stickerless G- or MF3 RS2M. Okay. Hmm. But I know I don't like the shades on the GTS-2. Hmm, really? Yeah, they're too light. Um, hmm. but anyway, yeah, I see, I see your point. It might be just that, like, it might be more of a mental thing that I like the MF3 or S2M more. Uh, I've definitely heard of people liking that cube better. Like, you're not the first person that said this to me, but I still, I thought that was just a weird opinion. Maybe it's more popular than I thought it was. Anyways, so, I don't know, that's mod- moderately questionable to me. Moving on to the B tier, there's the GTS2, as I've mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, the OG Valk. Okay. Uh, the Little Magic, which I don't really think is on that tier. But uh, And then the yeah. Yushin Wong Wong. <laughs> That's pretty new, right? Yes, relatively. Okay. I would have put the Wong higher if it was just me like a personal, if a personal feeling thing yeah. for me. I would have put that in like A tier. Yeah, I don't uh, mind that's... it in B tier because I know there's a lot of people that think it's a bit uncontrollable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can see that I kind of like my cubes uncontrollable. <laughs> um, so I I can respect that um, it's in B tier to balance that it's kind of got a mixed opinion. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, there's a lot of world class people using that cube, too. Yeah. So. And 
I wasn't expecting to like it when I tried it because I haven't liked other Yushin cubes in the past. Yeah, um, I've never liked a Yushin cube as much as I like that one. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, that one it was pretty good. Um, little magic to me though. I like MF three RS two is definitely the superior budget cube and i think mm-hmm. it's superior to the little magic by a long yeah. shot that that's one that's another one that i might have only tried like without knowing it so i mm-hmm. i can't really comment on it but <laughs> yeah from what i've heard the mf3 rs2m is just much much better yeah and it is a tier higher in his list i just think that both of those should probably be a, a tier lower each mm-hmm. um Okay, this is where things start to get really questionable for me is when we get hit C and D tiers. Okay. Um, C tier is the Kylan V2. The what? Yushin Kylan V2. Oh. It's that, it's that, um, it's a tiled, st- it's like, it looks like a sticker cube, but the stickers are tiles in the puzzle. Okay, yes, I know this now. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's basically like Kylan, or not Kylan, Yushin's like, not quite budget, but slightly better than budget puzzle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a budget magnetic, I guess, is what you would call yeah. it. Um, but sharing this tier is the Waylong WR. That's a Waylong GTS3 without ridges. Yes, and slightly weaker magnets. Why is it here? <laughs> JPerm, so from what I've watched of his ch- videos, and I haven't watched too many of them, he hates weak magnets. Okay. <laughs> like, despises weak magnets. And I think that his biases came through a little too strong on on weak magnets in this um <laughs> tier list uh because like the way he talks about how he sets up his gts like with the tensioning tool now you have to have it on really high tensioning settings because you know you, the you know we need strong stable cubes and i'm like dude i have the thing with weak magnets and i put it on one of the loosest settings yeah <laughs> that's I, I think you and i are on the same page with tensioning and stuff yeah and cubes. yeah <laughs> uh so I mean, he was just act i think he acts a lot like that is the the opinion when that's not a popular opinion or necessarily yeah. the only opinion it might be the popular opinion but it's definitely not the only one mm-hmm. um and i don't think that two cubes that are basically identical except one doesn't have ridges and it has slightly weaker magnets should be two tiers off yeah, that doesn't sound right. Yeah, it should whatever the tier the GTS three is at, Waylong WR should be the same one. Like it would be fine if it was his subjective rankings, but yeah, yeah, I you can't if it's his you subjective can't claim rankings. to be objective if you're not gonna be right. Yeah, I totally agree. But you know, um, you know, I and the thing is, it's hard though because I mean, I'm surprised to hear that you like the MF three RS two more than the GTS two. Like I thought that was not a popular opinion myself. Hmm. So, you know. <laughs> We get yeah. blindsided all the time about right. what the community might actually think. So yeah, again, these are fun criticisms. I don't like hate Jpern for this. It's just oh, uh, I do. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> weird. Okay. Uh, weird flex, but okay. Um, so D tier now. We have the MF3 RS3. There's a third. Wait, is that? Wait, what is that? It's the new MF3. I haven't heard of this one yet. Yeah. Honestly, I think it's better than the Little Magic. But I've never tried it. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's definitely a worse worse than the MF3 RS2. Is it? Is it like? Um. Is it? Is the MS3 RF? Uh. (laughs) Three. 
I don't know if I said all the letters. Uh, is the three equivalent? Is is the three to the GTS three as the two is to the GTS two? I don't think so. Okay. Um, I've tried one. And I don't think it feels anything like it. But maybe it's just because I'm used to like all the tensioning tool stuff, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have any of that built in. So uh, I see. Hard for me to say. The other cube in this tier is the GAN three five four. Oh, I like that cube. Yeah. It's basically... That's, that's, that's the best GAN cube. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> um, you know, which is kind of like saying, um, you know, what's what's the uh, what's the most... Uh, your favorite uh, visit to the dentist appointment for me? But, <laughs> or Sorry. What's your favorite visit to the dentist office? Um, but it is my favorite GAN cube. Yeah, um, it's the best. Yeah, and... I think what's most questionable to me is how it's so different than the 356X, which is five tiers higher. Yeah, I thought they were more or less the same cube. I feel the same way. <laughs> like, I just like the size a little bit better. Like, the mm-hmm. size just makes it a little bit better than the 356X to me. Yeah. I don't know why. It just feels a little different <laughs> because of it. Um, So, I don't know. That seems weird to me that they're that far apart. <laughs> um i don't know um tier e we have the yulong v2 oh i don't know it yeah it's pretty recent it's a new budget cube from yj okay uh it's basically i think it's the cheapest magnetic puzzle that you can get okay um i haven't tried it so i can't really judge um the mgc is in this tier too okay i haven't heard that many bad things about that yeah um and the dian tangyun is here too mm, mm-hmm. wait wait i tried a tangyun and i really liked it <laughs> damn it jayperm i tried this cube and i really liked it i did <laughs> someone handed um, it to me and they were like this is a dian and i was like no it's not and then they were like yeah it is and i was like what <laughs> yep that's it was really good yeah i think it's it's uh on the very it's probably the most uncontrollable cube of ones that have been like released in the past year but that's a good thing <laughs> yeah i agree i'm in that range like i think it's too uncontrollable for me for two-handed but i <laughs> if i got my hands on one i would probably use it for one-handed yeah no i i, I would disagree i would put that one much higher in my personal list mm-hmm. um I actually like that cube a lot. It definitely doesn't belong in the tier that it's currently in. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think in terms of popular opinion, it's probably a middling tier, but it shouldn't be this far close to the bottom. There's definitely yeah. uses for it. And pe- world, a lot of, um, you know, high-level one-handed solvers I know are using that cube oh, at really? least. Yeah. Huh. Um, well, I think that more people should use it. <laughs> so that I get to try more of them at competitions and be surprised <laughs> by them. <laughs> I think that other people's subjective <laughs> decisions should align with my own priorities. Right, yeah, which is just trying other, not even using it myself, just trying other people's. I want my competition experience to involve more <laughs> trying other people's Tang Yuns. All right, and then we get the last tier. Oh, yeah. MGC V2. Okay. Rightly where it belongs. This cube is garbage. <laughs> but along with it is the Volk Power. Ooh, that seems wrong. Yeah. 
And again, this is the J-Perm hates weak magnets. <laughs> I mean, I can say that I definitely prefer the normal Valk over the Valk power. Um, I think I like prefer the Valk power slightly oh, really? more. Mm. But it's they're pretty close. Especially if you're just going by popularity. I feel like I see way more power M's than Valk M's these days. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't know if it's like a recency thing and people are just attracted to newer things. Mm-hmm. Well, um, that's my assumption for why more people use the power these days, at least it seems. Right. Um, Which the Valk just seems sense. old, even though I think it's better. Yeah, I mean, I think the Valk was probably one of the biggest step-ups in cubing hardware. Yeah, definitely. Um, like, probably the biggest one since um, the original Diane. Hmm. That's a claim. Uh, what was what else was out at like the time of the Valk? Were what were, what what was like the Gan cube at the time? Uh, I think it was like just the plain three five six. Okay. I don't know. Right, and that wasn't fantastic. No. There was also the just the Gan three before that. Yeah, it it was one of those two cubes at the time. I'm not sure which. Again, I've always thought Gan cubes were trash, so I really haven't <laughs> followed them. <laughs> yeah. Um, the um. I, th- I know the Moyu one at the time was um, the Huang. Was it Huang Long? Oh yeah. And the uh, something that started with a t- the Tang Long. Oh yeah. Yep. Those were like the Moyu oh. cubes at the time. Yeah, and then the Valk really just that was a really good cube. Yeah. When it came yeah. out. Definitely. <laughs> uh, it was just it, it, like everybody switched to the Valk when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um. Near almost everyone, at least. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, I if, I can't think of a bigger jump in cube hardware. You know, it, mm-hmm. you can maybe make an argument for when, like, the original Moyu Waylong came out. Yeah, that was a pretty big thing. Like, a, it was a pretty big jump over the Diane cubes at, at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, like, people were still using Diane cubes f- as their mains for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't like a, oh, man, we all have to switch to this cube thing. Yeah. Um, whereas I think when the vault came out, there was just a big adoption of that cube. Mm-hmm. Very, like, just huge widespread adoption. And also shortly after the first GTS, the Waylong GTS, that also was huge. Yes, yes. I mean, those were around but the that, same but that was, time. But that was, like, closely following the vault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised that that wasn't even on this tier list at all. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of blind solvers still using that cube, I think, or maybe I guess not magnetic, right? Uh, no, it's not. But I mean, the Valk isn't. Well, I guess it is now, but the original Valk was not magnetic standard. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, in conclusion, J Perm, your opinions are bad, and you should feel bad. <laughs> Just kidding. Not really. I, I think we need to add Q tier into this list. Oh, okay. Um, so this is a thing that we and I, me and a couple other cubers invented at a competition recently. Okay. Um, we decided to rank all of the 50 states um, in a tier <laughs> list. Okay. And, uh, well, actually, no, this, we didn't even come up with Q tier for that. We came up with Q tier when we were ranking all of the letters in the alphabet. Um, mm. And that was for Q? Yeah, for Q, we couldn't decide where to place it, so we created Q tier. I mean, that's fair. It's kind of, it's it's not even really a true letter. 
Right. And and that that's the thing. That's exactly what Q tier is for. It's for something you need to include in the list, but it does it can't even be compared to the other things. Right. It's like Q Q with very weird exceptions in the English language at least always has a U after it. Right. If there's any word with a Q and a non-U letter after it, it doesn't have it almost surely doesn't have English roots. Mhm. Yeah, and so on this list of magnetic cubes, Q tier could be something like the Geeker cube, Geeker oh. cube, however you pronounce that. <laughs> and like the 356i. Yeah, exactly. See, those are Q-tier cubes. <laughs> yeah, because like you can't use them in comp, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Although I guess you maybe could if you like stripped all of the electronics out of them. I suppose, yeah. <laughs> if you just really like the, how those feel. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that would be my main addition to this list is Q-tier. So what's a Q tier state? Well, we like I said, we didn't have we hadn't invented Q tier yet at that time. Uh, we we spent that entire day ranking things. Uh, <laughs> so would like Puerto Rico and Guam be like yeah, Q tier states? I guess so. <laughs> or maybe Alaska or something. I mean, Alaska's really a state. You would, yeah, I know it's really a state, but like also Q is really a letter. It's just like a letter <laughs> that doesn't follow all the other the rules of the other letters. <laughs> Alaska, how they they follow national laws, right? Not the national law of that you must be connected to the rest of the states. I'm pretty sure it's not a national law, but I okay. I think it is. Um, <laughs> so same with Hawaii. Um, they're both in constant violation of national <laughs> law. <laughs> okay. Um, that's a strange hot take, but okay. <laughs> Man, I'm studying to get my law degree, and uh, I'll see you in court, Alaska and Hawaii. <laughs> you, you're you not getting a law degree. Let's I'm not. <laughs> God, I can't even imagine you trying to be serious in a courtroom. I'm getting my Alaska law degree, which means mm. I don't need to follow the rules of a normal courtroom. So you're going to be in a Q-tier courtroom? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Would you say our podcast is rather Q-tier? Uh, no, it's like S+. Plus. Oh, okay, sweet. Just, <laughs> just reassuring myself. All right, Kit, are you ready for the Martin Eggdoll of the day? I mean, I'm as ready as I'll ever be. We've been talking a lot about Fewest Moves LA. But there's someone very important we didn't mention. Wait, Fewest Moves LA? I, no, dang it. <laughs> I keep calling it that because it's so weird to just call it FMC. Like, if you take off the year, like, you know how you can often refer to a competition just without the year. It's like, oh, yeah, were you at a Antelope Spring or whatever? Right, right. Uh, this is just FMC. Okay. Now, so, FMC in L.A. Yes. <laughs> well, not in L.A., in some other place. Uh, okay, sure, sure. So, at FMC 2019, uh, very important competitor. Uh, they actually tied the former world record holder. Uh, is that true? That might be a lie. I might have just made that up. Uh, did Jan Bentledge ever have a world record? Pretty sure. Okay, yes. They tied the former world record holder. Uh-oh. They also tied the up-and-coming Max Shaw and uh, some other people. Uh, oh, wow. oh, another former They tied two former world record holders and Max Shaw, and that person is Martin Eggdahl. Uh, incredible with a twenty nine point three three mean. That's a that's a uh, 
it's good company yeah yeah you, a guy uh, who's held a world record a guy with a 1982 id <laughs> <laughs> and max shaw um i mean he, he'll make a name for himself at some point yeah i mean i've heard he's getting really good actually yeah and and if you scroll up just a little bit on that page you'll hit me then you uh notice how you somebody. said you then me wait what <laughs> yeah as right. in i beat you yeah you did <laughs> i had a better <laughs> single uh <laughs> which is what's important Clearly. Uh, so that's <laughs> why we do means of three now because we like <laughs> single better yeah that's how it works totally um that was all that was the news about martin eggdoll today nice he's still from denmark uh all right. hasn't changed well normally now this is the time where we would do the reg of the day right but um y'all are having so much fun making fun of me <laughs> and how bad oh, i am at predictions it's so great that 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 the making fun of you has spread outside of our subreddit to other places yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's pretty funny not gonna lie um <laughs> so rather than do a reg of the day for at least a little while we'll see how this goes I'm changing this segment to the bad prediction of the day. All right. <laughs> so, um, bad prediction number one. Have you noticed that since blind memes have been instituted, that mm-hmm. we have not had any blind meme world records? Oh, really? Yeah, right. Kel Shun, Shun uh, DNF'd one by like a, a move or something. Oh, really? Yeah, I think four blind. Oh, I didn't hear about that. So yeah, I mean, this was instituted this year, and I think they were made official at the beginning of May. Mm-hmm. Um, but the records are still from 2018. Right. So here's my bad prediction of the day. There will not be a four blind or five blind mean world record in 2019. Ooh. That is a bad prediction. <laughs> <laughs> Which probably means it will come true. <laughs> It see that's the thing. Like you could totally see this coming true somehow. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I'm going to try to do with this segment is come up with predictions that like, you know, might come true. <laughs> see if you have a better hit rate on the things that you're just like throwing out there for fun <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> than the things that you're actually you actually mean. And you know, it's now just ambiguous as to what I actually think will happen yeah (laughs) which is the best part is now you can make fun of me either way like if it doesn't happen you can be like wow he he said it was a bad prediction and it was right or oh man he's so bad at predictions that one was wrong (laughs) that's great so fuel in the fire you're welcome well that's our show (laughs) i feel like there's a little bit less to talk about there than with the reg of the day yeah you know that is true it's kind of like once you make the bad prediction, it's just kind of, it is what it, it is. That's I bad. guess we'll be able to follow up on them in the future. That's true. Like, hey, that remember that bad prediction I made? Yeah, Still. we can we can bring that we can we can at the start of every bad prediction segment bring up like any old predictions that have failed or been proven true. Keep score at home. Well, I guess this, since this is our last episode before Worlds, I also missed the opportunity to make a bad Worlds prediction then. You can throw in another. Go for it. Go for it? Okay. Yeah. Neither Max nor Felix will win 3 by 3 at Worlds. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed layer by layer. 
more bad predictions coming at you next time. This is a great segment. All right. Uh, <laughs> see you all next time. All right. <laughs>